Hello, everybody. Welcome to an In My Car self-improved. I am here with my brother. He is working on a computer real quick. We had to drive. You know, I'll tell you after the intro, so enjoy. P.S. I'm on vacation. This is going to be a quick one. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, everybody, welcome. So, this is going to be quick. I've held it to myself. I'm holding myself accountable to post once a week on the Friday. Excuse me. And so here I am. We drove 20 minutes outside of Charleston Lake Provincial Park and all the small towns around here so I could get some connection because there's literally no connection. I couldn't do anything before. And isn't it sad what we rely on, eh? I'm telling you, it really humbles a person when when you realize you are so dependent on this little piece of glass and plastic. Anyways, I am going to kind of do this. Usually I cut this up and it's smooth. This is going to be a quick one. I'm just going to go through some of my notes. Harry, you can chime in if you want, but he's working. He doesn't usually like chiming in for some of this stuff. He was just saying, if I could turn the AC on because we're in my car. Welcome to the in the car version of this. I hope it's not too echoey. And yeah, we were starting to sweat a bit. The sun's come up. It's early in the morning. I woke up very early to send emails and texts out to colleagues because they're filling in for me. Here we are. Um, the sun's starting to hit the car. That's why we're starting to schwitz a little bit. Anyways, sound like a rabbi here. Uh, let's dive in. Again, this is going to be no cuts at all. And I was actually just watching some TikToks with amazing quotes and stuff, but I do want to jump back up. You know, actually, while they're fresh on my mind, let's do it. Let's jump into what I just listened to. So this woman was talking about her therapist and and what the therapist told her. And she was, you know, doing some self-healing kind of enlightenment kind of things. And she realized she was not feeling good still. Even after coming to these realizations, she didn't feel good. And I could empathize. There are times where I'm like, ah, I'm realizing these things and discovering new ideologies and new perspectives, and I still don't feel good. I actually kind of feel worse sometimes the way my perspective shifts. So she asked her therapist this. Her therapist said, well, potentially she's just mourning, that mourning things she missed and didn't realize in the past, as well as her ego is potentially mourning what she's currently losing mentally so like she's losing old ideologies and this is ego death ego death does not feel good i was talking to my brother briefly about this uh, interrupting his work saying like when you change your ideologies all your ego knows is you are changing and all your ego knows is that what you did yesterday whether you smoked a pack of cigarettes or did a workout it knows that what you did yesterday brought you here and i'm sorry if you hear that vibration folks what you did yesterday brought you here. Hence, what you did yesterday has kept you alive. You okay? You okay, Harry? Um, Harry thinks this is cringe. So anyways, it's a good thing. You know, Harry is that devil's advocate for me all the time. Constantly bringing me back to earth. But you know what? I'm in fairytale land, he says. But you know what? This this type of perspective resonates with me, so I'm going to keep going with it. It makes sense to me. Um, whereas I always tell Harry, I think sometimes there's some sort of deep fear, like, 
or he's like avoiding talking about this stuff. It makes you feel better. <laughs> I'm just, it's a theory. It's a theory. I'm not saying it's the real thing. So back to the ego death. That's sometimes when we're changing, we don't feel good when we are changing our ideologies because of that ego death. And especially if we're constantly changing our ideologies and like constantly learning new things that shift perspective, we are constantly killing the ego. Now remember, the ego doesn't die, actually. It resurrects. It's always coming back to life. Hey, it's just poetic. It's metaphorical. So that's why it'll resurrect. And then if you learn something else, perspective shifting, it, it dies again. And that's painful. So anyways, that was that part. And then I got to this one TikTok here where it was all these book... I guess, quotes, and I love some of these. One is, if it's out of your control, don't waste your energy on it. It's a, it's a book all about stoicism, and it, that is true. There was something I was holding on to regarding work today that even Harry was like, bro, let it go. And, you know, that, I needed to hear that, is I can't waste my energy thing on energy on things that are out of my control. I also have to stop mumbling so much, especially if I talk quietly. This is Build Identity-Based Habits and Work in Systems. And that's a book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, which I have two friends now that have read that book, and they say great things. There's tons of stories, though, apparently, in that book on how to create habits. And we've all read those books where it's just case study after case study, and that's how they fill 400 pages. But the actual message is, it gets convoluted. Anyways, so the identity-based habits thing is so key, though. When you start to identify with something, you are going, you don't have to create willpower to do it. You know, motivation is overrated. Um, When you are intrinsically motivated because your identity, I identify as someone that brushes my teeth every morning, therefore I don't have to get motivated to do it because it's a habit. Anyways, so that's why you must start to identify with the things that you care about that you want to change. Um, so instead of saying, I'm trying to exercise or I'm, I'm going to the gym. No, like you have to in your head say, I am fit, not I am trying to be fit. Even if you are not where you want to be, you have to say, I am so-and-so. And then you won't even think twice. You won't motivate yourself. You, you will start the language your, your thoughts is, will be the catalyst for that identity shift and you, know, you won't have to motivate yourself ever again. Um, in order to achieve public victory, you first have to master yourself. That's in a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Cohen, Covey. The, I just focused on the last part. You have to master yourself. It's crazy to me. I've been talking with people recently about relationships and how codependent some people are, which I'm not. I personally, I don't know what in my past created me to be scared of codependency, but, and then props to people that are in great relationships who are codependent, because I was just talking with a client about this, how she is independent with her partner, but she has a friend who is extremely codependent with their partner. And I told her, I say, one of what I'm noticing, you both are compatible with one another. That's the similarity. So there's nothing wrong with codependency if you are compatible. Now, got back to this quote thing. When a person, in my opinion, really works on themselves, it's a catch-22. They are better suited as a partner. Like There won't be any substitute emotions flaring up. Like they talk about, and I was just actually reading about 
detachment and, and uh, detaching from outcomes. Talk about detachment when you've worked on yourself. You are so content that you're not, you don't need anything from anyone. And, and when you don't need anything from a person, there is no strings attached to that relationship that will cause external conflicts where you don't even know the root. And to me, that's really healthy. That, and I'm again, again, going back to my first point is codependency is not bad. Like to need something from someone could keep you very compatible with that person. If they also need something from you and you're like a puzzle that fits together perfectly. But I personally wouldn't fit in that puzzle. I, I need someone who also does their own thing and doesn't rely on any person for feelings specifically joy fulfillment happiness wholesomeness anyways harry's cringing this whole time and laughing he hates this schmaltz talk i love it what can i say here's a quote learn how to read a room slash having emotional intelligence is key for success and that's kind of the summary of this book by yuni hong the power of nunchi how do you pronounce n-u-n-c-h-i nunchi Nunchi. It's, a, it's, it's some Eastern Asian word. Nunchi. That's oh, how you'd probably say it, right? I'm not Eastern Asian. Well, if it was, if it was Yiddish, it'd be like, Nunchai. <laughs> but it's Eastern Asian. Nunchi. Anyways, emotional intelligence, EQ, is to me, so important. I've realized, and I was talking again with a client about this. I talk to my clients about this stuff all the time, and they, they I think they like it, but Harry would say they pretend to. But they keep coming to me. Anyways, and then we were saying, like, in this day and age, you know, you go to school and get all the hard skills, but people just want a nice person at the workplace. They, a, you you need the soft skills. It's actually mandatory. And so I completely agree with this book saying, like, emotional intelligence is key for success. Being empathetic, knowing how someone's feeling. Oh, my gosh. Talk about connecting with someone um, when you have that sort of compassion. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, think and talk in terms of other people. I actually, and this is in Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a sus title, but, and it's a very famous book. Think in terms of other people. I took that as you just got to think about others. Like, don't be so selfish all the time. I don't know. What, what do you think, Harry? Yeah, okay, sorry. Anyways, here's one. With thought alone, we can change our lives. Nothing in life is constant. You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. That's not part of the quote. It's a book, You Are the Placebo, by a very famous Joe Dispenza. Very famous. I've never heard of it. It's, it's more like I've heard a lot of people talk about him on the internet, so that's why. Yeah, he isn't famous people. He, it's just my circle knows about him. But with thought alone, we can change our lives. Is so true. And nothing in life is constant. We get stuck sometimes. And I just watched a video the other day, this guy talking about his parents dying within a few years. And he and it really affected him. Life was perfect, apparently. Like, and then this happens. So nothing is constant. Um, that like that is such a humble reminder. And we strive for things. I want to retire early. I want to have more free time. I want to travel more. But that is not constant. I can't expect that to be a life that I just set forever. Um, and actually, it's a good reminder to enjoy the things while they last. Be grateful for what's happening now because sometimes we don't enjoy things while they last. We forget that nothing lasts forever. And so some people grieve old memories, but you can actually enjoy that memory. You can be so happy for what had happened. 
right? Like it seems like common sense, but I'm just reminding you here because it isn't common. Like you don't think about this all the time is be thankful for that sleepover. You will never get again. And instead of being sad for that, go, Oh, I'm so glad that happened while it did. Just like right now, this will not last forever. So nothing in life is constant. Thoughts alone, this is, we can, I'm not going to go on a whole spiel here, even though this is a podcast, but with thoughts alone, it reminds me of this book, How to Talk to Yourself, uh, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Helmstetter. And he says like, information, six sensory information, or just any sense, sensory information it subconsciously programs you, that shapes a belief, and that belief creates an attitude, which creates a feeling which creates a behavior and that creates your outcome. So when you make, when you have a thought that is information and every thought you have will create subconscious programming, stuff you don't even think about. Um, literally think of some of the ingrained beliefs you have. So ingrained, it's, it's, you're cognitively dissonant. You, you, you have moral conviction. Um, for example, I was telling my brother yesterday, actually, how across the world, there are some uh, villages or countries where genital mutilation's okay. Like, literally taking someone's clitoris off is okay. And that's, they believe that fully, the same way that my brother and I believe it's not okay. And that is moral conviction. That's cognitive dissonance. And what I'm saying is, like, we all have these beliefs. Uh, I'll go back to the brushing of the teeth. I, I brush my teeth. I believe that is good. I be, and these are things through science. We've, we've taken information and we've learned that's what that's good. And that's subconscious at this point. Um, it could be the little littlest mannerisms and behaviors or tonalities or linguistics. All these things, as I'm saying, come from thoughts first. Even if you're not conscious with those thoughts. They're just So that's why that's a powerful quote to me is it truly does change our lives. And then it's funny, right after that video, another one popped up. I didn't write this down, but another one popped up. It was Joey Badass, this rapper. And he was saying, like, same thing, that every where you are today is literally just a reflection of your thoughts in the past. And I like that because he's kind of going right down to the root. And because one would say all your behaviors in the past have brought you here. And I would agree to that, but then I'd say Joey Badass went deeper. He said, okay, where do behaviors come from? Well, information thoughts and because yes thoughts are information so let's move on there was a he is a he's a perception coach so I'm, I'm gonna assume either some schmaltzy life coach i hate the term life coach it's brutal but this maybe he's a psychologist i don't know he says if you want to kill your connection with people just judge be judgmental you know, people, and they talk about this and live like a monk, think like a monk. Judgment causes people to lose trust with you because they go, oh, are you going to talk about me like that? Or, or you know, or they say, oh, okay, you're the type of person to think you're above someone or you want. And then this is the deeper thing is when you judge, you're in essence telling a person how you want them to behave. Now, what's crazy here, because not only are you projecting what you believe a person should be like, but now they're not an, a free person anymore. If they are loyal to you in any way, they aren't free anymore. They are now going to conform. Even if... Now, I was going to say, asterisks, unless they're super aware with themselves, they won't conform. Actually, it might backfire if you judge and, you go, and then they'll jump into their identity further. But for a lot of people, 
they will start to conform. We, we do it naturally. We are tribal beings. Like We start to conform to the behaviors of the people around us. And if I say, oh, that green hair is so stupid, like they won't, they're going to think twice when they go to dye their hair green and they're going to start to conform. And, and that's sad that a person will be more imprisoned based on your judgments, even if they don't realize it. Next. How shameful is it to see the mind quit before the body? This is Marcus Aurelius, a philosopher from way back. And it is so true. Just remember, folks, your body, like, why not just go till you, like, hypothetically, you're in a marathon. Just go till your body quits. It's a, we see this, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, people's minds quitting before the body. And take that poetically, if you must. Think metaphorically. Just see how far your body can go. Again, not literally, figuratively. See how far you can go before. And your mind will outlast any external factors. That was really powerful, actually. I really, really like that. And here's a journal prompt. The last thing, and then I'll say bye. This is going to be a quick one. What are the small things that make your heart flutter? Was the journal uh, journal prompt? And then in my head, I was like, uh, usually I don't think much about those. Like, it's, but this one, I was like, you know what? Actually, it's I, I got really deep with this. Is seeing someone express themselves fully the way I am too scared to? I love seeing someone express themselves the way I don't have the chutzpah to do. I, you know, like because then it really inspires me to be myself. And I I was reading a book summary once because yes, I love book summaries because I'll let someone else get all the nuggets out of something and give it to me. And this book summary said, be that person that when you're talking to someone, you say, oh my God, I, I didn't even know I could talk like this or act like this. Be that person. Because we've all been in a conversation or at a party or something. And the person walks in and you go, oh my God, I didn't even realize I could dress like that, talk like that, give the vibes like that do a job like that. Like it's not even a concept. And then all of a sudden they, they blow your mind. Be that person. I, I love that. And, and that's why I'm not afraid to get schmaltz with people. They go, holy shit. Here I was trying to just fit in and not think too hard about things. And it feels good to conceptualize, to shift perspective. So that's, that's what inspires me. I love that. Um, that's what made me think there. Harry's done. He gave me a thumbs up. Okay. Any final words for the people who they never hear you speak? I'm tired. I want to go back to bed. <laughs> okay. Anyways, thanks, folks, for tuning in. Hey, this was almost 20 minutes. This is almost a full episode right here. Take care. Shabbat shalom. Good Shabbos. Shalom Aleichem. <laughs> oh, you almost got a gig going, eh? Yeah, we're using data right now. But we have fat data plans. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to Self-Improved. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate five stars, review it. Otherwise, have a great weekend. Happy Friday. Enjoy. Uh, and remember what I said, folks. Please apply it to your life. As Dr. Lori Santos would say, the G.I. Joe fallacy. Learning is half the battle. You have to put it into practice. Take care. Thank you.